<laughs> but um so yeah we went to it was called duets for my valentine and i'm thinking okay restaurant no it was at the it was at the dinner theater dinner oh, okay. dinner theater dinner dinner remember, dinner remember theater i'm a single guy you're gonna have to explain these fancy venues to me dinner so it's a theater that you can have dinner in it's a dinner theater <laughs> I've been one more time. I, it's a dinner theater I've been to before, and they serve really good dinner. Yes, this is true. I've been there before, and they do serve good dinner. Isn't their dinner so great, Shaway? Their dinner is usually spot on because it's catered. So okay. So having yeah. said that, we get there. It's not as crowded as like I was thinking. Um, right. So I was like, okay. And then I was like, where's the food at? And I never saw any. And then the lady was like, yeah, you can order. You can, you can order on the app. I was like, okay. We ordered, there was like a pizza and it looked like it was, it was advertised as much fancier than was going on. So I ordered. Well, can I ask you also what was what else was on that menu just to see what your options were? Like hummus, they had like Bavarian pretzels. Okay. It was a shitty menu. Like were you, you at a tell. bar? It was fucking bar food. <laughs> okay. It was fucking bar he food. Was, he was he was at the stop. No, the stop has better food. Um, no, this was just straight up a Tony's fucking pizza from Walmart. Like thrown oh my in God. the oven. Like, I had to shit so fucking hard the next day, and I know it was because of the Tony's pizza. They charged a ridiculous amount of for the Tony's pizza. But that's mm. besides the point. I, I Like, it was a dinner theater. They failed right. on one part of it. Like, they failed the dinner. I don't think Tony's pizza is an acceptable dinner, not even in poverty times. This is why I don't date. So... <laughs> there was the theater part. Okay. It was called okay. Duets for My Valentine. Uh-huh. Did anybody oh, do a no. duet? No one fucking sang a duet. It was interpretive dance duets. Oh. What the fuck? Interpretive dance duets by and I'm sorry like they were trying really hard. There was one girl that was extremely talented, but it was very like it was not good. It was not good. No one, like, there was one lady who sang, and she had fucking soul, and she had, a like, a fucking great voice. She was good. She was, like, the fourth or fifth number. Everything else was shit. There were multiple times when people, grown adults, were fucking giving each other piggyback rides across the goddamn stage. Like <laughs> fucking like piggyback rides sounds like Schwammy's New Year's oh man that was a good time so fucking Javier and I are there there she we, we both smoked before we went and she had a gigantic cocktail to and she by the oh, way ooh, ooh, I'm glad you said tail after that I was worried for a second good gracious got cheated on on <laughs> Valentine's Day how bad is that <laughs> yeah um rough sledding but anyway so she was fucking laughing like like audibly laughing and we know there were parents of the performers and families by us 
but I'm sorry, it was oh bad. It was the it was the worst date. It was not mm-hmm. worse than the toilets getting emptied date, but it was it was up there. Like I'm glad Javier was there and it was cool. Like she's great. That was fun. And then we got some like Freddy's afterwards. Well, it, well, if she's laughing during this whole show, I know that I would be making some fucking comments during that thing. And oh, she I she goes, I wish Shawway and Andy were here. I would have been kicked out immediately. It was yeah. so fucking awful. I apologize. We would we would order Domino's or Marco's pizza. I would have ordered Bob Barker. Oh yeah, some Pluto TV. <laughs> Hello, I am Robert Stack, and you are listening to the Ass Casters Podcast. Ass Casters, this is episode thirty two. There was no episode last week for multiple reasons. We have a new NFL champion. We have a new Jackson Mahomes TikTok. And Dan O'Toole, happy sobriety birthday to you, buddy. We have with us in person only Andrew. But he's a, he, it's not only Andrew. It's the Andrew. But It's, it's only. Uh, well, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I guess it's only Andrew. And then on the virtuals, we have one Jay Shaw Weezy. How are you doing, buddy? Good. You're talking through the discords right now, so we're talking through the tubes of the interwebs. Yeah, we're that we're that cool, everyone. We won't get any yeah. dollars from that sponsorship shout out. And in about <laughs> 15 minutes, we will have the one, the only. You've heard of him from the jungle, the Jim Rome radio show. We have Drizzle coming up in about 15 minutes, everyone. So, Andy, how you doing? It's like I'm good. Yeah. It feels like it's been. Forever and more forevers since the last time we got togethers. It's been a minute, you know. It feels like it's been you know longer than just a couple of weeks with the you know Super Bowl week in between. So I think it's a good little refresher, kind of <clears throat> recharge the batteries after that NFL season. And after, since the NFL season is over, that does change our schedule on when we're going to get our podcasts out. So instead of having them out on Thursdays, we will probably have them out more Monday morning-ish because we'll be recording more Friday nights, maybe Saturday mornings. So just kind of a heads up on our schedule change for the upcoming, I guess, rest of the year until next football season, until we, unless we need to have a different, you know, Ask, day that ask, we need to make casters, it. this schedule change is advantage you by the way because you get the ass casters in much more loose form uh, <laughs> uh, we do we have forever cussed like sailors sober or drunk but boy when we did those friday and saturday podcast there was always the variable that something including and up to puking live on a podcast could occur that is still oh. 
our number yes. one episode. Now, my goal... Goes By the way, I, I've been telling people, if you're going to tune into our podcast, the first episode you have to listen to is, that's episode six, by the yeah. way. So that's my, when my, I've been telling people to get on to. My goal, moving back to this format of a weekend recording, is for me to puke twice during one podcast. I think I <laughs> Whose to, goal is this? It's, it's mine. Oh, um, ass casters, we're not... Ad- he's, try, he's trying to lose weight. <laughs> we're, we're not advocating uh, alcoholism... Um, I am to that extent. Okay, he might be, <laughs> but his views are not representative of Askcasters Podcast LLC. I'm a sponsor, so you get me for the next thirty minutes, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Shawa, you're up in Hutch. What are you doing, Hutch? How was the cake frosting going? Uh, well, <clears throat> the cake frosting from the King's Cake that we had for Fat Tuesday was pretty damn good. We didn't, uh, neither cake? of us had the, the little plastic baby that gets baked into that cake, but, so, that's good news. That means we won't have children in the future. But, uh, other than that, it's just pretty chill week this week. I don't have any hockey games to work, so I'm, I'm just kind of laying low for the week. What, um, what is King's Cake? So it's a traditional Fat Tuesday cake that's found down in like Louisiana during uh, this week, obviously for Mardi Gras. That it was a tradition that started during like the Roman times, but like kind of changed traditions in a way where instead of like they used to use a, a lava bean, but now they use like a little plastic baby, and it's supposed to like bring good luck and such like that, or fertility and so in some circumstances, like if you find it in the piece that you cut out of the cake. But it's just, it's just, it's a little, you know, it's just something for fun that, to do. And it's just a, a nice little treat, I guess, if you would. But it goes along with all the gumbo etouffee, you know, whatever your heart desires to eat on this Fat Tuesday of Mardi Gras. Um, I'd like to chime in on etouffee. Um, mm-hmm. Walk-ons etouffee was about the most disgusting shit I've ever eaten. Like shame, that. Shame on you, Drew Brees. It was Drew Brees. Like it was bad, man. Like I will come in and cook an etouffee for you. Will you? I will. Are you? Are you gonna hand peel all those craw dads? I do it every morning. We're not talking about you unrattling your zipper. We're talking about real food here. Oh well, yeah. I, that's only one craw dad, I guess. Um, <laughs> no, but okay. So if you're going to have that toupee, you got to go to the Cajun shack out East at 21st and Woodlawn. Like they have legit good Cajun food and they're from Louisiana. Are these, pe- are not these people that sounded very, um, bad. <laughs> are these people from Louisiana? <laughs> these restaurateurs in Hutch, Kansas, are they from Louisiana? Yes. They came to, uh, Wichita because of the, you know, uh, hurricane Katrina, so they are legitimately from uh, Louisiana, and they decided to open up a restaurant in Wichita. So they are very authentic as it comes to uh, Cajun and Louisiana food down uh, from the, that area of the country. So it's it's really good food. I, I recommend it to anybody. And they have little other satellite restaurants called, like, the Chicken Shack, where they do, like, fried chicken, fish, alligator bites i mean they have all kinds of food like they have really good food and i I recommend it if you're in wichita to check out the cajun shack and the chicken shacks that are also around the area holy shit that was a whole ass chicken shack uh sponsor commercial yeah Um, yeah well fucking a so uh hashtag no free ads 
So since we've got maybe a couple of minutes here uh, before oh. our uh, our first Ask Casters interview takes place with Drizzle, mm-hmm. uh, so tell me what you know about Drizzle, mm-hmm. Mr. Shawe. Well, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to remember the timeline which I we came across mm-hmm. hearing him on the Jim Rome show when because he calls in. I would say. Would you say maybe like what once a month, maybe every other month, uh, especially when people, other callers on that show call him out. But like he didn't really come into, I guess, the spotlight until maybe a couple years ago for me around the 2000 or 2020 uh, smack off time or in the 2021 smack off. I, I'm trying to remember exactly when it was, but I, I just I just know that we we kind of I only grown to like him as a caller because he he is pretty interesting and has a unique style, but he's also from Wichita, Kansas, where we're from. So it's kind of has a cool little local tie to a show that we all listen to pretty regularly, especially during the smack off time of year where we're kind of, it's like a mini Super Bowl, if you would, because we all take that day off. So, and he's been a participant in that in the last few years. So that's kind of why we wanted to have him on, kind of wanted to know, a little bit about him himself and how he came to be kind of a, a fixture on the Jim Rome show. And, uh, Scrode, what do you know about? Um, I do remember listening to him. Shawway. It was, a it was a smack off 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think Andy and yourself took off work. Andy and I, I think bought golf clubs on that day. Yes. And then we listened to drizzle. Um, so that's, that's where I know him from. Um, I also uh, Andy has the keys to our Twitter account, and I, I, I this is how I believe we got him. Um, but I kept seeing like drizzle pop up in my uh, on my computer when I was trying to work and stuff. And I was like, "What is going on?" And then, uh, sure enough, it was Andy uh, making the connection with drizzle, and here we are, like our first call in. Yeah. yeah, this is going to be great. Like it's it's cool to have someone with that kind of I guess some like recognition like on a national program to be able to just you know interview talk to just kind of you know get their background and thoughts on things and it just it's kind of it's kind of neat for our our young podcast we're not even you know 50 podcasts in and we're already trying to get some guests on here so well, hopefully we can start doing this on a more regular basis i'm hoping that we can come away from our time with drizzle today and 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 know stuff about him that we didn't know before we we had him on so um, right I, I think obviously we've got the Jim Rome background but I think kind of what I'm curious to see uh is the stuff that we don't know about drizzle right and and, and I think if if we visit with him and and can try to just focus on just kind of where he's come from and uh like how he's got to where he's at now I think we're gonna learn some things that are gonna really shed some more light and maybe make him even more interesting to us than he already is. Uh, I've got, I know I've talked to you guys a little bit that I've heard him uh, not only on Jim Rome, but he has called into uh, some of the Wichita sports radio shows Mm -hmm. in the past. And so I can remember a little bit of some of those conversations when he's called in and, um, he he's spoke more in depth about about sports and and I'll give him credit like when he has made even his smack off calls uh he talks more about sports than some some of those other callers in the smack off do so I know he's got 
that type of background. And I'm just kind of curious to see mm-hmm. where that generated from and um, how some of his sports allegiances came into play and, uh, and some of those other things. So um, it, it should be pretty interesting. So hopefully he'll give us a call here fairly soon. And if he doesn't, we'll just continue on and we'll talk about how the Chiefs are your NFL champions. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, good get by Andy. But honestly, he's, he's the one who pursued uh, – I guess that's a good way to put it. Uh, drizzle on Twitter to see if he would be able to come on our podcast and you know talk for a little bit and do a little interview. So good job, Andy, for getting that done. Yeah, Andrew. Well, it, it, I didn't really pursue him. I sent him like a drunk tweet. And it got replied to. So it didn't, it's not like it took a lot of time and effort. And... Our success rate. What, what, what did that? What did that tweet? What did that tweet in like say? Sup you you up? <laughs> Hey, girl. I said, hey, Drizzle, I'm a goofy white guy, but I still would like to interview you. Are you a vegetarian? (laughs) (laughs) There's a great Chahaskaria just down the way. (laughs) Now, that is... You know that place, Fuga de Chow? (laughs) All right. Uh, Oh, here we go. Hold on, unless it's somebody else from Arkansas. This Andy. It is our man Drizzle. Drizzle, you are you're on the the podcast right now. We're just we're already recording, so we were just kind of leading in and, and talking about a little bit of how we were familiar with you, and uh, we're just gonna jump right in with you if you got time, and and, and appreciate you reaching out to us. So my name's Andy. Uh, TJ's here. Uh, he's up, Drizzle? here. He's here live. Uh, and we got one of our other podcasters named Jason. He's he's not technically here, but he he can hear you, and he's just he's kind of operating remotely. If that's all right, Drizzle. Yeah, what's happening with you, man? Hope y'all living good, baby. <laughs> living good, my man. So let's hop yeah. right in. So, uh, Drizzle, like, give us a little bit of background. I know uh, that you are from Wichita, but where have you come from? Where are you now? Give us what we need to know about you in general. Got with a female, got engaged, got a new crib, you know what I'm saying? My so man. Yeah. Family. Get it. Good deal. So down in Arkansas, got a gig. So uh, previous to that, uh, Drizzle, you you were you born and raised in Wichita? Yes, sir. Well, I mean, technically I was born in Hutch. We moved to Wichita when I was like five or six. So, I mean, you know, and I don't know if Hutch really like counts for nothing, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I moved out to the UK, and, and that's where I spent most of my time. I've lived around, man. I've lived in a few spots, KC, Omaha, Oka- uh, see, Oklahoma City, Tour around, used to do music and all that, you know what I mean? So, uh, I've been around to like Texas, Missouri, you know what I mean? Uh, let's see, Virginia, Chicago, been to a lot of different spots, though, man, but Good deal. Well, congrats on the new gig out there in Arkansas. Uh, Parts of Arkansas are extremely beautiful. I don't know the entire state that well, but uh, hopefully you found yourself in a good place that you're happy with, and and congratulations on all that. So let's, uh, I mean, if you don't mind, let's talk a little bit about that. I had thought, Drizzle, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, 
did at some point did you have a little bit of background where you were pursuing some of the media and and, and you had a podcast or a radio show at some point or am I just dreaming? So I studied mass communication with an emphasis on sports analysis at Butler, as a matter of fact. And um, you know, I won a couple of awards from the Kansas Association of Broadcasters. Obviously, not under Chris. I mean, when you're in sports journalism, they don't want you to do none of that. Sure. Some NFL Hall of Famers, some NBA Hall of Famers, some college football athletes that were on top of their game. So, I mean, I, I have my time, so to speak, man, but, you, you know, the, the bad parts of media that go into all that ain't really my flavor. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And, and they want you to do things and, and adhere to things that I don't necessarily agree with. And, uh, you know, I was interviewed by the ESPN. They were interested in me. And basically what I was told was, you know, hey, man, I think you're going to get homesick. I think you're going to, you know, want to go back to Wichita, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, they told me that, you know, they really love my interview skills, my personality, my diction. I'm very articulate when I speak, et cetera, et cetera. But I guess even though despite I was one of their top three guys that they were really looking at, you know, for whatever reason, they just decided that, you know, they thought I was going to get homesick. So. You know, I, I had my fun. I, I've had opportunities, man. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. I ended up where I was and made it out of that. And now I'm living the best life possible, man. Good. I mean, congratulations. So if you don't mind me asking, is the uh, avenue that you're pursuing in Arkansas, it, it sounds like that might have been related to what you're doing professionally. Are you, do you still, are you still working somehow with sports and communication, or have you got a different direction now? Fair enough. So moving on to your experience with, with at least some of the radio uh, that I know you're familiar with. I, I, I know a lot of folks will rely on the Jim Rome show to, to demonstrate how they know drizzle. But I know I remember you calling into the drive here locally in Wichita. And I think even before that, um, I remember hearing you call in on, on Sports Daily. So uh, give me a little bit of background where you kind of had a love for sports radio, even to the point where you started calling into shows. Well, you know, 
kid growing up, man, I, I didn't have a lot of friends. You know what I mean? And, you know, especially in, like, you know, elementary school, I just didn't have a lot. And so a lot of kids would turn to Dungeons and Dragons. And me, I did. You know, my mom, he had all these, you know, old cassettes that were full documentaries of Ali fights and full Denver Broncos games. And, you know, he was a huge John Elway fan. And, man, I would watch some things religiously day after day after day. And I got tired of mediocre people calling into these shows that seemingly <laughs> had no sports knowledge whatsoever, man. It's just like, you know, are you guys learning everything from Madden or what? You know? And, and it's like, they got the same crap every single day. Me being from Wichita and not really a fan of Kansas sports at all, hearing the same old BS about Wichita State or Kansas K-State. It was just like, you know, there's 130-plus teams of Division One college football but those four guys got to focus on, like, you know, three or four teams. Well, it's bigger than that. Sure. And uh-huh. I just kind of got to a point where I was trying to break the monotony on my own. And uh, so that's what I did, man. And, and I got tired of even listening to the wrong show, you know. Fucking, you know, Matt and L.A. calling every damn day. And Rome just being gracious <laughs> to a man. And for, you know, what reason, nobody really knows. You know, but it's just like, at some point, they deserve something different, man. And me calling into the Rome show was really more personal at that point than it was anything else. You know, sleeping in, in my car and, and just needing something to lean on. And my pop, man, you know, being gone. And, and that was one of the few things that he and I had in common with sports and, and his love for the Jim Rome show. So, you know, my pop never called, I think, because he, he was scared to get drunk, you know. Me, on the other hand, so I, I called up and was just like, you know, whatever happens, happens. And I didn't get rough, obviously. And I just kind of stuck with it a little bit here and there. But, you know, obviously sometimes, you know, you got to take care of business and all those types of things, man. But, you know, I, I don't know if that really answers your questions or not. But, you know, sports is a love that I've always had. I don't think it's ever really going to truly go away to me. Saturdays is for college football. That's my favorite thing, man. I'm, I don't watch college football from the first game to the last game, bro. Good deal. So I, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you because one of the things we're going to talk about on the podcast here when we get off the phone with you, Drizzle, is we're going to kind of talk about where we're at now as sports fans now that the NFL's done. I think we're we're all a little bit unique here in the fact that we're we're not completely dialed into nothing but football. We can uh, enjoy a little bit. I mean, I enjoy golf and, and we enjoy basketball to a certain extent. I got these guys, they really, really like some hockey. I mean, so the sports calendar for us is not done, but what, what does the sports calendar look like for you now that we're done with college football? And I know we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the cues. I do definitely want to see where that background comes from, but, uh, now that we're done with both college and the NFL, what does is, what is the sports calendar look like for you? Is it a dead period for you right now and we're waiting for something else, or are you still good to go with other stuff going on? Nah, man, I'm a huge college football fan. I love the XFL, especially since they reformatted it. You know, in 2020, they, they ran into an unfortunate circumstance where COVID hit, and they were really starting to hit, you know, some, some hype periods, man. I mean, they were gaining some real notoriety and popularity, and some of the rules that they've implemented are just so interesting to me. And they've done a very good job of understanding who they are. They know that even though they're professional, that's not the way people are looking at them. So kind of sticking with the collegiate things, 
you know, one one foot down equals a catch as opposed to the two. And then, of course, you know, the, the conversions, you can go for one, two, or three. There's no extra point attempts. Some of the different things that they do with, you know, if you get it fourth and 15, you know, you can get the ball back if you convert that. If not, the other team gets it on the 35 or whatever the case may be. A.J. McCarron, we saw him play, obviously, with the Battle Hawks. The dude still looked like he could potentially play in the NFL. I mean, he was so crisp. And after how long of a layoff. And, you know, The Rock has done as much as I really can't stand the guy. He, he's done a very good job in keeping with what the XFL should be. And that is, we have college football. Now we've got another place where guys can go, play football, get noticed, and potentially go to the NFL. In the meantime, they can get paid to play their sport that they love in the XFL. And I, I think it's a good racket. Some of it's a little corny, you know, like the Brahmas. Come on, Rock might as well just slap his own logo on there. But it, it is what it is. Part, man, I, I really, I loved it. I thought Sunday was a hell of a weekend, and I thought it was a really great opening weekend. You know, a lot of close games, some overtime games. So I'm into the XFL, man, and I'm going to be watching this Sunday. I don't have a team in it, uh, but I just like watching good football. And to me, it looked like football. So that's what I'm into right now, man. College football, XFL, and then after all that's over, then, yeah, it's going to be a dead spell for me because, man, I can't stand baseball. (laughs) Fair enough. So if you watch the XFL game with A.J. McCarron, we're big fans of A.J. McCarron's girlfriend. Did they happen to show her at all during that game? (laughs) (laughs) Drizzle Andy is very single right now. That's fair. Remember, Drizzle, we can edit whatever we need to. Post production, baby. No, there. Real quick, Drizzle. Again, congratulations on that situation. That's awesome that you've been able to, to find somebody. Now, the, a, a question has to be, is she completely 100% attracted to Drizzle's voice? Because I imagine that is probably the lady. That's that's the lady catcher, isn't it? That's the lady catcher, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Uh, that I mean, that is awesome. So we'll, we'll, uh, we're here with Drizzle. Uh, he's uh, famous from Wichita. If you know sports media around here, we're going to spend a couple few more minutes with him, and then we'll let him go. So, Drizzle, again, you, you talked uh, extensively about some of the different places that you've lived in your time and that you've got some unique followings as far as the different teams that you follow uh, in sports. So uh, give me a feel for, like, who, who are your teams? Who are the ones that you're going to bat for game to game? Syracuse and Nebraska in college. You know, my pop, he, he was a huge Broncos fan, loved John Elway. Me, man, the first time I saw Randall Cunningham play, that was it for me. And I, I became an Eagles fan. You know, they had that rough, nasty defense. I love watching that. Um, and then, of course, you know, into McNabb. And McNabb is the reason why I'm a huge Syracuse fan. My pop, again, he was a huge Huskers fan. You know, Tom Osborne, especially those teams in the 90s. You know, I remember very vividly watching those football games, man. You know, they said the option was outdated, and Tommy Frazier just ran all over Florida, and they basically beat a Miami football team before the year before that that was pretty much a pro football team, right? And then sure. a couple of years later, ran all over Peyton Manning and the balls. You know, I think it was 21 to nothing in the first quarter, if I remember right. I mean, they stuffed the hell out of them. And, um, you know, so those have always been my teams, man. I, I like – you know, tough teams, you know, like in the NBA, I mean, yeah, I've always been a Jordan fan, and to me, he's the GOAT, but, you know, the Knicks, man, they, they played such tough physical defense, the Pistons, they played such tough physical defense, that was the way I played ball growing up, a lot of shit time, you know, a lot of tough physicality involved in it, whether it was football or basketball or even baseball, I played catcher, you know, and I was just always running my mouth, because... Sometimes you've got to get in the head of somebody else, man. You know, Ali did the same shit. You know, that's what made him so good. Nobody ever knew if he was fucking around or not. You know, is sure. he keeping it 100? Is he telling the truth? You know, I don't know what the fuck. You know, and so you never really knew how to take these guys, man. And people forget, Ali wasn't really well liked in his day. Absolutely his not. Friends. They still hate you know? him. Yes, especially for the Vietnam thing and, you know, him going to bat for his people and, you know, taking care of business the way that he knew how, man, but he had that voice, and everybody abandoned him. I mean, people forget, Ali wouldn't, nobody had beat him at that point for the title. It was taken from him by the World Boxing Commission, and he was homeless for a while, man. And that was where the beef with him and Frazier came from. But, you know, regardless, the point is, man, is, you know, your mouth can get you in a lot of good things and a lot of bad things simultaneously, which... You guys know I know about that on the Rome show, man. I got a lot of people that think, yeah, hey, Driz is worth that. I got a lot of motherfuckers that give a shit less and think I'm just some, you know, dumb bum, but whatever, they can kiss the fattest part of my ass. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? They ain't been through what I've been through. They ain't survived what I survived. That's why I put on Twitter, man. You know, don't hate me because of who I am. Hate yourself because of who you could never be. A lot of motherfuckers couldn't sleep in their cars and figure a way out. They would need somebody to pick them up. And I did that shit, man. I worked 12 hours a day, and I didn't ask nobody for nothing. I didn't hear from my own damn family. I didn't hear from my mom. I was sleeping in my car, sleeping in homeless shelters. And these motherfuckers think they got something to say to me that's really going to impress me or hurt me. Man, they got me all the way fucked up. They wasn't there for me when the streets tried to break me, and they damn sure ain't going to be there when the streets ain't made me. You know what I mean? So they can really kiss the fattest part of my ass. And, you know, it is what it is. Everybody's got an opinion. But as the old saying goes, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, and most of them stink. So it's all good. 
So, Drizzle, I'm, I'm yeah. glad. It, it's awesome that you are where you are. And I, I saw on Twitter uh, fairly recently you had a post that you were – looks like you were enjoying a good meal, I'm assuming. I don't know if uh, you had that cooked for you by the fiancé or if that's something you cooked, but it looked great. Uh oh, we better be quick. Oh. <laughs> now the final question i got for you drizzle and then i i told tj and jason i might let them ask a couple questions if they got them but uh, also now you were cooking yourself a great meal that looked phenomenal but was that the longest yard that i saw on your netflix Michael Vick, and then I'll move on to TJ, who's got a question for you, Drizzle. But the, the Michael Vick situation was pretty interesting. He he obviously had a time where he was down, but to your point on getting a second chance, and, and we can debate how he got his second chance, but Michael Vick was the first quarterback in NFL. Actually, he was the first player in NFL history to get two $100 million contracts. So he got that first one, got in trouble, came out and they uh you i mean and you understand everything with the nfl and, and what they try to portray as an image and they still were able to have michael vick get his second contract for a hundred million dollars he was the first player in nfl history to get it so tj i'll let you uh ask drizzle a question drizzle i was just uh listening to you what was it like to interview hoist gracie 
fucking nervous that when I stood in front of that guy, I kept saying his name wrong. I kept saying Hoisey. <laughs> and when I got done, you know, everybody, his PR people and all that, they were like, man, you did such a great job. You did, I mean, it was like an amazing interview to them. Man, I, I was shaking. I said, look at my palms. And they were sweaty <laughs> as fuck, my man. You know, I, mean, I was standing in front of MMA royalty. And the funny part was is he actually had asked me in an email personally to interview him, which blew no my fucking shit. mind. I still, to this day, have no idea what he liked about me. I, you know, I whatever it was, man, like I said, that time of my life was a very blessed time. I, I had opportunities I never thought I would see. And to stand in front of him, the main thing I remember going was, this guy's shorter than me, you know? <laughs> like, I, mean, I couldn't believe it, man, but he was super fucking cool, really easy to interview. And when I got done, I mean, he came off of that, man. He gave me a hug, told me thank you very much, and it was a great interview. And it was right after he had his third fight with Ken Shamrock. So oh, I was shit. there live at Bellator that following weekend, you know, with all that controversy about whether or not he'd need the dude in the nuts and all that kind of shit. So it, it was really crazy. And I asked him some hard questions, but he gave me some really good answers. But, you know, in the end, I think he respected me because, you know, I didn't stand in front of him and kiss his ass, you know. And unfortunately, a lot of guys get starstruck and wide-eyed. It wasn't that I wasn't those things. It was that I still had a responsibility Hey, look, man, you know, you're talking about Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, what happened with Ronda Rousey. Hey, man, you used to fight in pride. Do you like it better then, or do you like it better now? And he told me, he said it made it relevant all over the world, and it's the same rules for everybody. People complain, but they can't now. Now it's all the same set of rules. You either win or you lose, and you're the better man on that day, or you're not, and that's all there is to it. So I, I think he just respected me for being straight up with him, man. That's fantastic. Did he have an aura to him, or like, was there a like a feeling to him? Or <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. he didn't have like nothing like that. I mean, at least nothing that I saw. But you know what, though, man, he is a a very calm, powerful demeanor, if we can call it that. Okay. And he just is completely in control of his emotions at all times. He's a very good thinker. He processes everything very quickly. He's very careful before he speaks. You know, even when I asked him about the relevancy, you know, because at that time, the UFC and, and Bellator and MMA as a whole was really beginning to take a different shape. And he kind of stuttered through that. And I couldn't believe it because before that, he was so calculated in everything that he had said. And the fact that I was able to trip him up at all kind of blew my fucking mind. Oh, wow. But even then, he was so deliberate in how he eventually, when he got to the answer to the question, he was so deliberate. It was almost as if he had been thinking about it. But he was excited that finally he got the chance to speak on it. And so I, I think he wanted to get to that point where just let my brain process it, and then I'll get to it. And then once he did, I mean, it was just like riding a bike for him, man. He was right back into that calm area. I mean, he just has that that confidence, man, that he knows who he is, he knows who his family is, and what they represent in MMA. Uh, he is Truly an MMA god, for sure. Jason, do you got any questions for Drizzle? No, he, he's covered a lot of ground, and, you know, he's been a really good interview so far. So I, it's a pleasure having you on, Drizzle. Every time we hear you on uh, on the Jim Rome show, I, I tend to turn up my, uh, my volume so I can hear you and see well, what you're going to talk about or who you're going to talk shit on today. So I, it's been a pleasure having you on here today. Yeah, thank you so much, Drizzle. Thank you very much. I kind of fumbled the 
We can't all be Paul's dog. Absolutely. We're going to let you go. I know you got some stuff cooking in the kitchen, so we're going to be respectful of your time. We appreciate your time again. Uh, unfortunately, you're my Twitter buddy now, so uh, if, you, <laughs> if you ever need anything from us or ever uh, want to visit and discuss sports or anything else you got going on, feel free to reach out to me. Hey, and congratulations on where you've come from, where you are, and everything you got going on in life, man. Everything sounds like it's going great, Drizzle. Drizzle, Drizzle, we will let you go. Appreciate the visit, my man. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Drizzle. That was Drizzle. Wow, great. Wow. Great to have him on. Um, great to hear, like, actually talk to him and not hear um, him from the Jim Rome show or from local radio. Um, yeah, I mean, it was great for him to share his life story with us and kind of give us uh, – a little bit of background about a sports team. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was enjoyable. We need to have him back on for sure. Yeah, he he was very insightful with uh, you know his answers, and you know he sometimes you just let guys go, and that's one of those guys where you just kind of let talk so you can just get some great you know quotes out of him. And you know he he wasn't shy about anything that he was wanting to discuss. So Andy, great job setting that up. He was a a, a good get for our first interview our first official interview on this show. So I, I was going to try to have a list of things to talk about, but I just sat back and just listened to him. I, th- I really didn't have a whole much this, to ask more about him. Yeah. I mean, it was great. He didn't have to. Yeah. That was fantastic. Thank you, Drizzle. Um, thanks yes. for representing the ICT so well. Um, oh. Jesus, that was good. Andy, um, 
I, he was so excited after the interview, he had to go piss, and who knows what he's doing. <laughs> so it's just you and I right now, shall we? Um, your Chiefs. God. Your Chiefs are the Super Bowl fucking champs again. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, how many waters have you had, uh, Stone Cold Sober, Austin? Um, how was well, the parade? The well, I don't know if I've had water, but I've had, I had fire water. I've had a bunch of fireball since then. I heard, so, I heard that happened. Oh, oh my God. So it all started. <laughs> it all, no, it was, so after the Super Bowl, like my dad and I, we took a shot of fireball, but then last week, and we'll get into this later on in our podcast, Andy and I, after we went to Top Golf, I think him and I downed at least six shots of Fireball that night. Good lord! So each, yeah, but no, it. I mean, what a, what a game that was. Quite honestly, you know, I I, I want to get into it. I want to make sure Andy gets back for it. But I mean, just speaking as a Chiefs fan, uh, I mean, even five years ago when Patrick Mahomes took over as the starting quarterback for for the Chiefs, I, I never imagined they'd get to the point where they'd win. Not just one Super Bowl, but two, and be in three Super Bowls in the last four years. And five. And ho- yeah, five AFC championships played at Arrowhead. I mean, I I just I don't remember the it, last it, time they lost the AFC West. It's been fucking. I don't remember. Well, if you ask all the uh, you know all the analysts and experts at the beginning of the year, this was going to be the year that they were going to be third or fourth place, and uh, that <laughs> that the the L.A. Chargers idiots. were going to take over yeah, that just, division. Just a bunch of fucking idiots all around. You said that. Um, basically, <laughs> yeah, Bart Scott. Yeah. Definitely not. Definitely not T.J. No, not that guy. Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, I said they would win the Super Bowl, man. That's that's the that's what I found. I, um, I mean, it's I, I don't want to like I don't know. I it's not I don't, I'm trying not to gloat because it is my favorite team. I'm I, NFL wise, obviously, but it's it, it's just kind of unreal to be, um, in the like as a fan to be in the situation for a team that forever just was dogged and you know drug around because I mean it was it was kind of the 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 you know. Not to say a laughing joke of the NFL, but it was just kind of like, well, of course the Chiefs blew it. Like that's just the that's just their history. And now to be above that and actually not only reach the the summit but be there again, it it kind of proves that the first one wasn't a fluke. That's well, kind of why I was so, I guess, amped up about the second second win that it wasn't just a flash in the pan. Like they've they've they have a chance to be something great. And over then, you know, just a one win and done kind how of team. Old is, how old is Mahomes right now? 20. Uh, I think he is like twenty seven. I want to say I mean, I'll have to look it up, but I think he's like he's like mid to late twenties right now. And I know Travis Kelsey is at like thirty one, thirty two. He's he's twenty seven. Yeah. He okay. Has, the, all he, uh, for them to tie the Patriots and Steelers, they just need three more. That's incredible. I know. Which is incredible, but man, that's that's going to be a, a very very difficult feat, I, I think, in this day and age of the NFL. And I think it was. Don't get me wrong. I think when the Patriots won their six, it was wasn't easy. But I mean, look at the, some of the teams that the, the that the Pittsburgh Steelers had to play through. You know, in the AFC Championships, they had to play through a bunch of you know part time cops that were playing safety on a Sunday. So and I, I, you play against who you play against. That's that's some true. of those I'm, are full time cops. 
<laughs> they're nasty. Don't pull. They'll they get out of the shower, get in their cop car, and pull you over for celebrating their Super Bowl right away. That sucks, man. But no, uh, it, it was it was and it you know also I hate that it was you know shadowed by a, a you know a, a ticky tacky call to be honest with you, but I think it was one of the better Super Bowls that we've seen in the last five years or so. I mean, it was it, a lot of offense, some good defensive play, but I mean, it it, it was kind of built up to what it sh- you know should have been. It was a a close game at the till the very end and. You know, the, the last team who had the ball was, was probably going to win that game. And just the way it was, the two best teams in the NFL duked it out. And the Chiefs came out on top. And Mahomes cemented himself with, uh, you know, becoming one of the better or best quarterbacks, you know, not only in the league, but, you know, maybe even all time before it's all said and done. So, I mean, it's 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 fantastic to see and uh, to be a Chiefs fan at this point in time. If he retired now, he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> You think so? Yeah. Two Super like Bowls. I, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. He would be for sure first ballot Hall of Famer. Five. I mean, five AFC championships mm-hmm. that he's played in. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's a no doubt first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay. I mean, I, I don't disagree, but I, I feel like you'd have to do a, like maybe a little more, especially statistic. You know, statistically Test- speaking, with he, he's already, how much more you know. So he lines up. Go ahead. He, he lines up really similar to where Troy Aikman was at at the end of Troy Aikman's career, as far as his stats. Yeah. I mean, he's he's already now. I, I'd have to go fact check this, and maybe we could use FootballReference.com to do this. Hey man. Uh, but uh, just, <laughs> I believe. That Mahomes is already on the on the similar plane as Troy Aikman was with yards and touchdowns, and I think he's I think he's actually exceeded him on touchdowns by quite a bit. Uh, and and Troy Aikman, granted, Troy Aikman's got three Super Bowls, but Troy Aikman was a no doubt first ballot Hall of Famer. And yeah, true. Uh, yeah. So I think when when we're just trying to compare him with. Uh, those those quarterbacks that it, Eli Manning's another one that mm-hmm. Eli's got two of them. Uh, Eli, I think Eli's career numbers are better than Mahomes just because of the duration of the career and like time that he played. But he's he's there. Right. I'm telling you, you go stack him up against those 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 players. He's there. Eli yeah, Manning. Yeah, I, I I I agree. Eli Manning is tenth overall in passing yards. He's the Carmelo Anthony. He um, really yeah, is. Well, he yeah. really. Well, he... I mean, Carmelo Anthony. I mean, at least he's won championships. I don't think Carmelo has won anything yet, has he? Yeah, that is true. Um, Carmelo Anthony is not. He won three gold medals. <laughs> that's hold on. That's that's. Let's not diminish. And what? Tra- and, sh- and what? Trap shooting? Well, I don't know. I didn't watch the Winter Olympics, but I know in the, winter, <laughs> the Summer Olympics. He's a decathlon guy. Yeah, Long a... legs. <laughs> But yeah, while TJ's looking up uh, Mahomes versus Troy Aikman, I'm going to be curious to see where that lands. But yeah, Shawa, to your point, uh, going back to that Super Bowl game, that was, I think that was everything we thought it was going to be, really. Patty is at 24,241. Mm-hmm. talking about passing yards? Yeah. Okay, so Troy Aikman's probably got him smoked there. Well, Troy Aikman... 32,000. Okay. 
Touchdown. Oh, wow. So touchdown. Mahomes is coming up pretty quick on Touchdown him. should be about the same. And I think, actually, I think Mahomes has actually got more touchdowns than Aikman at this 165 point. career touchdowns for Mr. Aikman. Mm-hmm. Mahomes has 192. Wow. Amazing. But would you say what would you say it's a different kind of football than it was back then? Like always, I think yeah. they since the, since they were able to like they had a Emmett Smith in that in that backfield, they were able to run the ball a little bit more efficiently and consistently compared to you know what they do nowadays where it's all about you know like i won't say air raid but that you know it's more of a passing league than it is a, a running it's game a right now so. league. like we ha- i think you have to start looking like we need to start looking at football in a proper historical context we've been mm-hmm. playing football for a hundred years like yeah the game is still pretty fucking young comparatively to every other sport um so i yeah i think it's unfair to compare decades especially with how young it is but um the game just seems to be developing and yeah i i, I yeah it's just a different game so and to, to that i point, was gonna mention i was gonna mention also sorry andy no, i was good. gonna say um uh, also with you know troy aikman had michael uh oh fuck what did i forget what's his last Urban, name damn not it Vic. mike not what did you say mike, michael Vick? michael Irvin, not mike Vick. Irvin. I was gonna say Mike Vick, but I okay, Michael Irvin. Sorry, I had his brain fart. They had him over his entire career, whereas Mahomes has had kind of a rotating wide receiving core now, I guess, if you would, since Tyreek Hill is gone. Travis and Kelsey so, is a pretty good Well and and yeah, that's true. Travis Kelsey, I guess, is uh, to 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 a good point. Travis Kelsey is the Michael Irvin to Patrick Mahomes. So I I I just it's kind of a, it's kind of wild to see the turnover for you know, a guy like that, but consistently puts up, you know, gaudy numbers and, you know, MVP seasons. Uh, so, I mean, uh, anyway, and on the other side of things for the Philadelphia Eagles, they have themselves, I think, a franchise quarterback with Jalen Hurts. I mean, that guy, oh you know, he's, he's a pretty good passer, but man, he is dangerous on his feet as well. So you don't know what to prepare for with that kind of guy. Three touchdowns in that game. I mean, if he doesn't fumble the ball there, we could be ta- talking about a whole different, you know, outcome. By the way, on the document of accountability, which I still haven't mm-hmm. populated, but I did say in the document of accountability, Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown. So I will take a bow on that. Hey, Schwabby, here's another one. On, uh, <laughs> go, yeah. going, going back to uh, comparing Mahomes and Aikman, career, yeah. in, career interceptions for Troy Aikman, 141. Career, career interceptions for Mahomes, 49. My God. So That's, that's, I mean, that's ridiculous. That's first ballot right there, baby. Just just in that statistic alone, huh? Well, that's, that's, that's wild. I mean, I, I guess I, w- I, I thought he would have over 50, honestly, which is close, but still. Get, I, those 97, man. 98, 99 Cowboys teams were so god-awful. Like, let's (laughs) just fucking remember how, like, when Troy Aikman had the concussion against the Eagles, we all know Mm -hmm. what everyone was thinking. He's not coming back. Good for him. Like, those teams were so bad. Right. Like, I know why he threw that many interceptions. Like, Mm -hmm. goodness gracious. Um, But anyway, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I mean, and you know how with the, they deal with concussions nowadays a lot. 
lot better. So, I mean, if they if he was able to overcome some of those obstacles, maybe he could have had a, a little bit, you know, better outcome or end of his career. But, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it, it kind of was the, you know, the beginning of the end for Troy Aikman. And, you know, it just he wasn't the same necessarily. And that's a shame because he could have had, you know, a little bit better career, still a Hall of Famer, not regardless. But still, I mean, it's seeing guys go out kind of like that. Yeah, I, that was another one of those, like, hey, I fucking remember when that happened. Um, right. Just, yeah, that was bad. Um, I no, don't know. Like, it was bad. <laughs> I, um, I'm glad the Chiefs won. Um, oh, shit, that was... I'm glad the Chiefs won. Sean, yeah. can you talk? Okay, there you go. Um, yeah. Okay, we're good. Um, I accidentally hit the, hit the master volume. Um, <laughs> uh, I forgot fucking what we were talking about. The Chiefs Super Bowl. Well, here's a good here's a good thing that you could talk about now. Three Chi. Three Chi, get me fucked up on a day today. Uh, That's guys, right. Three Chi is where I go to, as well as all of my family, friends, and acquaintances for all of our Delta Eight, Delta Nine, and Delta Ten needs. Um, I just purchased a. Uh, beautiful 28 grams of delta 8 concentrate um i've made two batches of cookies um that were very potent um just good 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 cookies to go to bed to i've been enjoying a few uh dabs uh, to help me relax at the end of the day or uh end of the evening or whatever it may be um, so check our friends out at 3Chi, and uh, mm-hmm. don't check our friends out at galaxytreats.com. Uh, they gave us six weed gummies, or not weed gummies. Mushroom gummies. Legal mushroom gummies, and they did nothing. So <laughs> don't go to galaxytreats.com. Um, no, uh, the Super Bowl. No, well, sorry, Andy. Uh, I, unless you had some more stuff to talk about the Super Bowl, I was going to see what was left on the Google Doc, see if we needed the transition. To, I know you. I was going to say, I, I, one more thing I was going to mention about the Super Bowl. Couple, It's a question, and you know, it's a good thing uh, Andy takes off the Monday following yeah, the right. Super Bowl. It's, just a sm- it's honestly just a smart idea, and it should be, at this point, a national holiday. It really should. Uh, if it's a national holiday, you guys will tell me I was ahead of my time. Yeah, but that begs a question. Should the Super Bowl be moved to a Saturday? Yes. Absolutely. As as should the national title game in college. I, uh, I tend to agree. As much as I understand, like, Sunday is the NFL, like, they own that day. Like, I, I just feel like it would be better fitted or better fit for a Saturday evening afternoon game. Because, I mean, because quite honestly, I mean, how much shit gets done the day after a Super Bowl? Li- nothing literally nothing happens like it's it's ridiculous and at work i remember i i I didn't call into work i was there but nothing was going on like i I just feel like it either needs to be a saturday or the day after super bowl just needs to be like a legal holiday here in the states i think i had one client come in that whole day like yeah nothing came nothing happened right it's i don't know i I just feel like we're at that point at, in the Super Bowl and the popularity of the NFL, like it, it could be done if they really wanted it to be. You know, they could be organized to just have the game played on Saturday and maybe even organized to be played on a um, a good piece of turf 
and grass yes. compared to what what happened in the last Super Bowl. Yes. Yes. It's it that was that was the most embarrassing thing I think the NFL had to experience that day. Uh, I mean, I think over the 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 late holding call, which was a, the holding call, but they didn't call it all game. It, I think that was more embarrassing than what the refs quote unquote did or did not do that game was the the turf conditions. Um. Yeah, I I I mean, they really need to do a like for a multi-billion dollar organization like they're in it's football there aren't a lot of things you need get the fucking one thing right get like you can measure it that's cool that's great they've done a really good job of measuring the diameter mm-hmm. or the fu- the circumference or whatever the, the fucking measurements the circumference the, of the, the turf the goddamn the the tr- the rectangle they do a great job of measuring the rectangle can we just <laughs> get a rectangle that doesn't kill people <laughs> kill people kill their acls you know it's just it was bad and it was really bad on the the painted part of the the field as well so i mean maybe they just need to quit putting so much goddamn paint on the ground the uh or or keep them in the end zone at least the issue that's a little bit unique to that stadium down there in arizona that is not Mm -hmm. that is not artificial turf no that that is natural grass that they unroll in rolls and apparently they've been growing that 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 sod for like what two years mm-hmm. to get it ready, yep. and it still was awful. And like it was was it something that was developed by Oklahoma State or something like that? And then I think it's more of a golf turf than it was uh, NFL or you know football turf. I don't know. I don't know the exact background, but that's what I was hearing about it. And I just was taken back by how I guess awful it turned out to be. I don't know anything about that, but I think I mean it's the it's the same surface that have been used at Cardinals. Wait, do, Andy, games you in. are a turf specialist. I am, but I'm not a natural grass guy, which is what they're using. So uh, yeah, they they've been they use that that type of natural grass and unrolled the exact same grass the, as far as I know throughout the entire year. And uh, I'm trying to remember. Did the Chiefs... I just remember in that first game that the the, the Chiefs played against the uh, Cardinals. They were there was a lot of issues of guys slipping and on that turf, and that one that turf was taken out, or the field, the grass, whatever you want to call it, was taken out for this new one to be put in for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, so it it doesn't make a whole bunch of sense to me. There, the owners are making way way too much money. And the NFL's making making way too much money that they can't put a, a good surface down. I, I just I it doesn't make any sense to me other than pinching pennies why Arizona would be unrolling natural grass as opposed to yeah. putting turf down. Can we give a moment? I know it's completely not the same thing, but can we take a moment to give credit to the NHL, the ice guys not only in Carolina over the weekend, but in general mm-hmm. And I think the guy's retiring, or he did retire, but they have never had a problem with the ice that's been like, oh, shit, we can't play. Like, they have always done an immaculate job of doing that, and I know they've had snow pile up, but they had, like, there's never been a moment where the NHL, like, the spotlight's been on the ice or any of it for those outdoor games. Well, this is... Yeah, Dan Craig with the NHL, he used to be with the Edmonton Oilers, but he's, like, their ice expert, and yeah, he... He does a fantastic job making sure that those big events do not fail at that part of the of the game. So, yeah, it's it's a big big undertaking, and the NHL has got it down to a science to be able to run 
big events like that where the NFL right now has to wonder if they're doing the right thing with kind of the next couple of years or wherever the Super Bowl may be at, if it's going to be natural turf or it's going to be uh, artificial turf that Andy sells. Well, even even going to uh, not some of the outdoor games for the NHL, but even some of the indoor areas, I remember when uh, the Coyotes finally got to Arizona, there was discussion about how the ice was going to hold up. And I, you know me as a, a Vegas Knights fan, that was all the talk when they were getting ready to put Vegas into uh, a, a hockey team in Vegas. They, they were worried about how that was going to hold up. They have never had any issues I would, I mean, not to, and I'm not, I'm not calling you out, Andy, but like, I would feel like more of like hardcore hockey fans like TJ and myself would, was really never worried about that being an issue. That's only an issue if the ice plant at that specific arena is going bad. Now it's a brand new facility and I don't, I, I had no, I guess, worry about them being able to keep ice in a facility like that, and in, in in an environment like a desert like Vegas is, so. you know where I worry about the ice being right. Where Wichita Ice Sports? That's true. <laughs> Sorry. So okay. don't we all? You, you boys want to transition off to off? We've obviously gone off of the Super Bowl. We got anything else we need to tackle here? Um, did you guys watch the Super Bowl halftime show? Yeah, we got to talk about it a little bit. No. Yeah, I, I I watched those I watched those uh, Smash Bro platforms that going up and down. It was pretty interesting. Okay, so two things: one, Rihanna's pregnant. Two, surprise! Did you see the dancer almost fall off the platform? I don't remember that specifically, but then again, I think because she was pregnant, it wasn't as a spectacular event as it could have been. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think it was, it was interesting. It was different. I don't, I don't, I didn't mind it. It didn't wow me, but it wasn't bad, but I did not see that or remember it right offhand. But I do remember near the end where she was on the platform by herself and I could see it kind of like swaying one side to the other. And I was like, uh, is right. Riri going to fall off here or what's going to happen? Yeah. I, I don't know, but, um, yeah, I was glad that, that they didn't fall off. Um, yeah. ASAP Rocky, there's the segue <laughs> I wanted to make. There we go. ASAP Rocky, <laughs> congratulations, ASAP Rocky. Um, you impregnated Rihanna. Um, Rihanna, sorry. Um, but a recent article from High Snobber Snobiety, snobiety.com, uh, re released a story, if I can speak today. Um, ASAP Rocky uh, apparently is an advocate for LSD as it treats different mental illnesses, and I, I think he was struggling with anxiety. Was he ever trying to pitch a perfect game in baseball? No, but he was having sex while on LSD, and he said he, at one point with his erect penis, he shot rainbows out of his dick, and <laughs> he just talks about if you, I mean, Ask casters, go Google or YouTube ASAP Rocky talking about shooting rainbows out of his dick. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, you can shoot rainbows out of your dick apparently if you use LSD. I am excited to go use LSD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'll fuck with that. I, I already, I already get too fucked up with TJ's cookies. They're good cookies, man. Yeah, yeah they are. I, I fuck it up. 
<laughs> but no, I, that's that was pretty fucking funny. Um, yeah, goodness gracious. So, um, kind of getting back to um, what are we fucking talking about here, boys? We're just we're transitioning <laughs> from one topic to the next. <laughs> so the show moving forward. Andy kind of touched on this with Drizzle. Um, as we are exiting football season, um, ask Castle mm-hmm. Tunnel. I, I mean. We're not big XFL guys. Maybe with Drizzle kind of mentioning it and uh, AJ McCarron's girlfriend. Drizzle could be our XFL he correspondent. Might be, so I might give a, I might, <laughs> I might drop a drop a watch into the XFL over the next couple weeks. Um, but for the most part, we are going to transition doing Saturday, so the episodes will come out on Mondays. Um, the other thing we'll be transitioning to a lot more talk on hockey and college basketball. Andy, you exclusively bet college basketball this weekend, yes? I do. I've been betting quite a bit. How have you been doing? What have you been betting? Um, how How's it going, bud? So, live betting basketball has been treating me very well. Okay. Um, there, there have been Is there anyone that you've been betting on, exact, like anyone in particular live betting, or just uh, kind of all over the board? Kansas, I think KU's the best team in the nation, even though they're not ranked the best. And they, mm-hmm. were, they were an underdog last night, and they won on the road against TCU. Um, I I didn't understand that. Lot. So KU has been one I've been on. I've also been on K-State throughout the season, although uh, K-State here in the last five games or so is, is hitting a, a little bit of a roadblock. But um, right. the, the, the good teams in the Big 12, and there's a lot of them, but the top tier of the Big 12 is really good. Yeah. Um, so I've been and will continue to bet on them. Houston is really good. Uh, so continue to keep eyeballs on them. Uh, the tough thing with betting Houston right now is that they're like they're at least a double digit favorite for every game that they play. Like they played Memphis, oh I think a week week and a half ago, and they were a double digit favorite against Memphis. And Memphis is pretty damn good. So it's just right. it's just it's just one of those deals where. If you see, this is kind of in general for college basketball ass casters. If you see a really, really good team that's going to be playing on the road and they are favored by enough points that it makes you uncomfortable, let let that underdog, let them be at home, let them get off to a hot start and maybe close that gap a little bit and then go live bet it and you'll do yourself a, a, a much bigger favor. And, and I've been doing that for I've been pretty dialed into college basketball for probably the last month. And it will it will continue to be that way. Um, Shawe, have you been watching much? College basketball, I mean here and there. I, I, I haven't been in like involved with it a whole lot lately. I mean, obviously when Wichita State, you know, a few years back was going to the tournament consistently, I was more uh, I guess on the the pulse of college basketball, but recently they, it's just been hard to watch and kind of keep track of that team. So I, I haven't been watching a whole lot recently. I mean, I've watched some games here and there, but I would kind of agree. KU has been, I guess, one of the better teams in the, in the big 12, but also the, the, the nation at right now. They're, so they're the best anytime team. I've watched any, anytime I've watched basketball, it's usually there. I mean, obviously they're 
they're local in our region, so I do tend to watch them, and I do like watching K-State. I think they play a hard game, and they've hit a bit of a dive or, you know, a dip in their in their schedule, but I think they're, they're, they're a fun team to watch as well. But I am ready for some March Madness. I tell you what. I, I know we talked about it last Robert. week about taking one of those days off in the next couple of weeks whenever that, or, you know, when that first – weekend hits that's going to be fun maybe you have to go down to the sports book on a saturday or whatever and go check it out no we're going we're going going thursday Thursday, baby so i know the first uh the first week of march madness we're we're down there god can you imagine if we did like a a live pod (laughs) at that if they would let us do that That, shit that'd be nuts that's something we probably need to start planning now (laughs) <laughs> yeah hey we're a local podcast do you guys mind if we bring our stuff uh absolutely not sir okay never mind the, uh, we'll be there anyway the thing that kind of <laughs> sucks about the Ten the fan duel uh seating down in mole vegas it's not very big i mean it it is a small sports book i told you i felt like it was it was underbuilt like the, i thought it should have been a little bit bigger if especially if you're gonna for for instances or for you know this tournament the Kentucky Derby, Super Bowl, the Masters, you know, you know it's going to be, you know, a place that people are going to uh, conjugate to when they go down there and go down there to watch it, one of those events at the Sportsbook. I feel like they probably should have built it a little bit bigger. Well, and that's the only casino with space to do it. Like, why? It's the only Sportsbook in in Kansas. Like, why wouldn't you make it bigger? I don't. I don't know. But remember, yeah, I, like like everything casinos do, you build small and you expand. So they uh, yeah they, they very well could ex- expand that footprint. But Schwammy, we expect to see you that first Thursday down in Mul Vegas. I've got hotel rooms down there, so okay, I I will do my best to be off for that that one. I can't wait, and so I I'm I'm anxious for uh, for that time of the year. I do love me some March Madness because there's always good games going on during the day, and it's. It's and it's one right after another, so just the, the the action never stops. You know what I mean? I will tell you as we talked about uh, the sports calendar with Drizzle a little bit. I've already bet the first two events this this year in golf. Yeah, so I uh, I've I've done pretty well. I bet John Rom to be top ten in the Waste Management Open. He did well, and then with the money I was given by FanDuel for Gronk's kick on the Super Bowl, did you see that thing going on? Oh yeah, so, that fucking nonsense. Got my little five dollars from FanDuel for Gronk's uh, Super Bowl kick, and I used that for John Rom to win uh, uh, at Riviera here at the Genesis Invitational, and John Rom mm-hmm. wins the Genesis Invitational. So that was not good. a big deal. Um, so I, I forgot what I was listening to or where I was listening to it. Is he the best golfer of this generation? Who is? Um, after Tiger, I think it's up in the air. Well, Tiger's not really. That's what I said. After well, Tiger. If, well, if we're at Top Golf, it's obviously Old Top. <laughs> well, I already kicked true. the shit out of y'all. Not at Top Golf. Yeah, he did. But I honestly, I don't know. Like, who is the the top player right now in, Rory or... in this generation? Rory. Or I mean, are we, are we even going to acknowledge any of the live golf assholes? No, because no, none of them were that good. Okay. Uh, Dustin Johnson. Okay. That good. Yeah, Dustin Johnson. But he, I mean, he's in the conversation because nobody else is killing it. Brooks Kepka's in that same conversation. He's a live he golfer. He doesn't give yeah. a shit anymore. He's coming back. He'll be the first one to come back. 
He's coming back. You think? Is he coming? I, back I would probably or, think so. Are you just bullshitting? He, he's coming back. He's coming back. Well, who did you hear this from? A golf writer. Where did he hear this from? Or was it his he's opinion? He's the golf writer. He's was it guy. his opinion? His opinion. He said... He heard it from a guy said, named GolfFanatic69 off of Reddit. He said that the first live golfer to come back is Brooks. He said Brooks is tired of being irrelevant. Brooks is healthy. He's ready to go kill it. And I hope so, because I love me some Brooksy. Fuck him. Fuck him. You know, <laughs> no, if he wanted to go to the fucking goddamn blood money tour, he can fucking stay there. Fucking go build your villa on fucking Riyadh. Fucking no. Fuck him. Stay in the fucking blood money tour. Fuck Brooks Kepka and fuck the house he lives in. But to your point about best gen- best golfers of this generation, Brooks has to be in there. He, I, I would say, Rory in the last twelve years has been the best. So in a shorter amount of time, Brooks Kepka. Huh? Uh, okay, sorry. Well, in a shorter amount of time, Brooks Kepka has the say how many majors does rory have Uh, jeopardy music so brooksy i think is up to two or three majors there we go um i i just feel like there's this this cluster of golfers that are at two and three majors john rom has only got one so i don't know how we could put him in that category at all really Mm mm-hmm God, but Schwammy, while he's looking this up, I'm telling there's Yeah, no... Rory has four. Rory's got four, and he's done it for, you're saying, 12 years. He turned pro, I think, in 2010 or 2009. Okay, so um, 13 years. And my boy Brooksy's up to, what, three or two? Um... Sorry, Askasters. This is a good time to mention. I'm say you guys he would has, know better than I. He has, I think he has two. Uh, but you don't know that. I'm looking it up. This is a good time. The three. This is a good time to mention Askasters. We are brought to you by three. She.com for your Delta <laughs> eight, Delta nine, Delta ten needs. We will figure out how many majors Brooks Kepka has. Speaking of other good golfers. In this generation, Scotty Scheffler, um, while he's looking up Brooks's majors, Scotty Scheffler's got a weird thing going on with his swing right now. It's really tough to describe over the podcast, but as he, he's a right-handed golfer. He has Did four. <gasps> Brooksy with four. Ooh. I think Brooksy's my answer. Brooksy's the Ooh. guy. Damn. Damn, that's a good pick. So, that answers your question. So, I hate to see old Brooksy waste away, but like I said, he's getting healthy. His knee's feeling better. I'd be, even though he he kind of uh, threw shade at us and went over to live golf, I will take him back in the words of Journey with open arms. <laughs> I would still say Rory's been better. I mean, he has it's Kepka's done in a shorter time, but Rory's been consistently good. He's been I mean, he dropped off a little bit. Good? He dropped off a little bit. He had the he had the choke job in the uh, at Augusta. But I still think he's been 
the most consistent and best golfer. And when he's on, he's the best. When he is on, he's better than Kepka. I'm sorry, he is. Um, he's the best ball striker out there. Um, You're going to hate this. You know who I think is the best golfer when they're firing on every single cylinder that they can? Who? Dustin Johnson. No. When he fucking can make putts in a major, I, he's he, unstoppable. He's not – I don't think he's Rory. I, I would say Rory on his hottest because he actually does – he can make long fucking gaping putts. DJ's not really known for that. He, that's the one – that's the one part of his game that when you get to a major, you're like, is he going to be able to do this? But – Every other part, of, he drives it 15,000 miles, and then he leaves himself an 8 or a 9 iron to get in, and then it's just up to whether or not he's going to be able to hit a fucking 10 to 15-foot putt. Every every single major. Yeah, it's the same often, story yeah, all the time. More often than not, he doesn't. Huh. Uh, Schwammy, let's yeah. talk a little hockey, my man, and then let's wrap this bad boy up. So where are we all at? All right. Your Colorado Avalanche, I'm seeing, are still plus 700 to win the whole thing. So are they getting yeah. healthy? Well, I mean, they, they just lost McCarr for this weekend after another hit to his head over the past weekend. So is, is the they're, they're still dealing with injuries, right but the good news is it, it doesn't seem that serious. They're just being precautionary because, they you know, like a seven-day grace period to make sure his head's okay, not getting any, any you know, after effects for – any concussions. Um, Gabe Landeskog is out skating again. His first time this year that he's been in Denver skating. So, cause he's been rehabbing his knee, but you know, they're starting to get guys, you know, back in the lineup, trickling back in here and there. Uh, Josh Manson, a defenseman who they picked up last year before the trade deadline, Good uh, who made a huge impact on their blue line is back on the, on the roster after his injury. Uh, bug and so is Bo Byram. Uh, one, they're one of their young prospects that, that might be one of the up and coming defensemen in the league behind Kel McCarr. But they're starting to get you know healthy. They're starting to play better hockey, as evident as on Sunday when not only were they down three to nothing to the Edmonton Oilers halfway through that game, but also down four two and five three, and they came back and won that in overtime. So. Uh, they're, they're big guns, Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. I mean, they're, 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 you know, scoring at will. They're, they're almost a point per game in the last few games. Like McKinnon had over nine points and, or not over, sorry. They had nine points in four games last week. So, I mean, they're, they're starting to hopefully get healthy at the right time, but I mean, they still have to catch Winnipeg who's in second and Dallas who's in third in the division and to hey, be able to win the division. But the Pacific is also kind of a, a I don't say a problem child, but, man, that top three is also kind of dangerous. I mean, you have Vegas up at the top, which I, I can't believe, honestly. They're playing good hockey, but I, I was shocked that they were, you know, up at that at the first place spot in the Pacific, the Pacific for as long as they have been. Well, the Kraken's been really five, good this year. and Vegas, well, Vegas is on a five-game winning streak right now, so that helps. Yeah. Right, and you know, there's only two points separating first and third in that, in that division where LA is right behind them, and then Seattle's in third, and you know, so LA I think is the surprise team in that division, quite honestly, and 
you know, Seattle, we thought would be okay, but, you know, they've been playing really good hockey this year compared to where they were last season. So that race is going to be very interesting who gets that uh, first place um, spot in the Pacific. But I, I think it's really, it's, you know, the Boston Bruins or the Carolina Hurricanes this year. Those two teams have just been dominating the East uh, Eastern Conference. I mean, <laughs> Boston is 43-8-5. and five. In fifty six games, you know, okay. Here's here ninety one points. Here might be even <laughs> more. Here might even be a more ridiculous stat. Bos- yeah. Boston's played twenty nine games at home. You know how many they've lost? Oh, I'm looking at it, but go ahead and tell them they've lost two. Yeah, two. You want to know another silly stat? I love their goal. Dif- their goal. Their goal differential is plus, plus ninety two, which which doubles. <laughs> Anybody in the league? Go, go! I'm kind of jumping yeah. all over the board, but uh, yeah, for the Devils, we'll get to the Devils. But Schwammy mentioned L.A. in the Pacific, how how he was surprised that they're doing what they're doing. L.A. They are the Minnesota Vikings of the Pacific <laughs> Division. They are in second place in that division. Their record's 32, 18, and seven, and their goal right. differential is plus three. Just win, baby. Yeah. They're on Just a, win. They're on a, a four-game heater. They don't ask how. They ask how many. And I, I guess that means uh, Kirk Cousins hasn't been playing in that for him. And then back to TJ's point in the Metropolitan, his New Jersey Devils are sitting there second behind Carolina with a nice little record, 79 total points, a plus, uh, plus goal differential of plus 46. And you got mm-hmm. Jack Hughes back. Elaborate there, TJ. Here- here, hey, hang on. I got one more thing. It's very, as my brother say, it's huh, very peculiar. They're twenty-one, four and three on the road, while they're sixteen, ten and two at home. That's very interesting. Usually, that's flip-flopped. It's because it's New Jersey. It's we're young. Trash, we're it's trash state. Oh my goodness! I would I wouldn't want to play a fucking hockey game there either. Okay, so you're, I have you're, you're young. So that, does that mean you don't like sleeping in your own crib or something? Like I don't get what that means. He's talking to you, not me. My what was, good what was yeah. the reference? I no, we're just young. Like you man. said, they're young, so sleeping in a crib like they're babies or well, something. Well, the like, time had passed. What does that have to do with being at home? <laughs> the time had passed. <laughs> um, no, they're they're young. They get excited. They get a little too excited at home. They're right now losing to Montreal <laughs> by one. But oh, by the way, if you want to live bet that, I would. Um, no, I I I don't think this is their year. It's not. They're, they're, this is way too early for them. Um, not next year because Luke's gonna be there and Nemich. That'll be their first year. So when yeah. the fuck is the time? You have a limited window here, buddy. Two it's years. Professional fucking two hockey. years. Yeah. Well, you don't want to peak too early, but at the same time, yeah. I mean, you can't just keep waiting for prospects to uh, you know make it to the lineup. You you have to win with what you have right now also. Like, so, I mean, it, it's just part, part of sports. I mean, you have to win with what you have on your lineup. And, I mean, you can't keep saying, oh, we'll, we'll get better in a couple of years with that kind of mindset. Then you're never going to well, get better. Well, you have to I try mean, to win now. They're, I mean, I think they're one of the three best teams in the East. Um, I think Tor- – well, with, o- with O'Reilly going to Toronto, I'll say the Devils are the fourth out. But um, – yeah. 
that's they're still a fucking really good team. They score a lot of goals. They can come from behind. They go on the road and play very well. They have an all star mm-hmm. goalie. Um, no, I think with the addition of Luke Hughes after April, how many Hugheses do you have? Two. Um, I think that will be a huge pickup. Just having a little bit of offense on the back line. I don't know. I'm excited for the Hughes show. It's coming. It's coming. Coming to Newark after April. By the way, Logan. By the way, if you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, Logan Cooley had a fucking amazing goal with Minnesota the other day. Yeah, fuck him. (laughs) If you guys, if you you devils don't fucking make moves to go win it this year. I'm gonna be disappointed. In well, you. if Timo Meyer yeah. comes on, uh huh, yeah, that... which is what it's sounding like it's gonna happen. Yeah, it is, and I I'm getting a half chub just right thinking about it right now. Like, but um, what about Pilat? Like, has he after his injury has he played been, up to expectation after got, you know their quote unquote big off season signing? I think he's got he's doing well. He's producing. Um, yeah, he's just. I mean, that's a pretty studded lineup. Um, yeah. It's a pretty hard six, but yeah, he's uh, he's producing uh, since he's back in. He definitely adds a physical component to the, I mean, to everything. Um, I think playoff times he will be huge. I yeah, mean, he will be. Literally. He's he's got he's got fourteen points in twenty four games. That's not terrible, but no, but for being hurt, the I mean, for being hurt and making your way back in the lineup, and he's a playoff performer. Um, I mean, to give some context. Uh, Miles Wood has 18 points in 55 games. Hey, buddy, so, he, he gets in fights and shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. No, I, I, but, okay, so, like, I think the Devils have a decent, like, core. But, I mean, besides a Jack Hughes and, honestly, a Jesper Bratt, and I guess Nico Heischer, too. I mean, like, that's a decent first line. But you're going to need, you're gonna need some, some bottom – six and maybe middle six guys they're gonna have to step up as well because they i mean it kind of drops off after nico Heischer, quite honestly as far as like the depth scoring is concerning so when 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 jack hughes was out of the lineup they they were kind of very they were very a middle of the road kind of team they were i i refused to bet on them during that downtime um I don't know. Nico has 52. Yeah, I guess there is a drop-off. Mercer's young, though. Tatar, he's Tatar. Eric Halla, he's, you know. He's Halla. Halla. Um, Thank you, Missy. Fabian Zetterlund <laughs> has been a surprise this year. I'm glad he is yeah. working his way into the lineup and seeing minutes. Um, no, I, I'm excited for the Devils' future. I'm excited for playoff time. Um, you know, the fucking East is so packed though. I, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked or upset if they didn't make it. Um, right. But, oh, I would be upset. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, (laughs) but, um, no, I'm, I, I, they're getting there and fucking Luke Hughes is going to be, he's a, he's fucking gorgeous too. Just skating. He's gotten a kind of in a fight the other night. Yeah, it's good shit. It is good shit, but I, and I, I guess on the on the other end of things, as far as you know, what do you? I guess what do you want to call it? Tanking for Bedard. 
Anaheim and Columbus are the bottom two teams with Chicago also tied at points with the points in them. Who do you think is going to uh, win that tank race out of those three? Hold on. Let me... Chicago? Let me pull up this shit show. Oh, my. Anaheim is a minus 96 in goal differential, and they have that's, they that's, supposedly have one of the best goalies in the league. That's a stinger. That's that is terrible. Yeah, they're not good. Um, I would think, man, I would think Josh Gibson would be a lot better than that unless he's been injured this year. Josh Gibson, old Hall of Fame pitcher, I believe. John Gibson? No, Josh Gibson. Or John Gibson. I meant John Gibson. Um, who, what sport are we talking about? Oh, who's who's who do you think is gonna be, get Bedard in the in the draft? Fuck. Um, let's pull up this shit. Because, like, right, like I said, it was it's between Chicago, Columbus, and Anaheim at this point, and Arizona has played themselves right now out of that position. Yeah, they fucked up. Um, I would say fucking Col- like Anaheim's bad. Anaheim yeah, they are. You know what? Man. I'm going to put my horse, like, uh, let's say it's Anaheim. I'm going to put my, my hat on Anaheim to have Mr. Bedard. Right. Um, now, now I'm going to put on my interwebs, conspiracy, yes, major league sports, tinfoil hat. Script, script tinfoil hat. Now. How does the NHL gets Chicago to be in that last position to get Connor Bedard on that team to be in a major market such Here's, as Chicago? They trade Patrick Kane for the draft position and something else. Okay. But that doesn't take care of the game itself that's in the script. Can I ask a really stupid question? Yeah. Is there any chance with how bad that Chicago is right now that she, that Patrick Kane's not on that roster before the end of this season? Man, I don't know. He's like gone. I I don't No, I'm talking I, like, with his, Can they trade I think him? his yeah. contract, his contract is a is a big is a big issue because it's such a it's a, such a large contract that Chicago's going to have to eat some of it. Can Okay, but is there is there a team potentially that is in contention or wants to be in contention this year that could eat the part of the Kane contract that they would need to eat and get him this year. I mean, I know it's kind of been joked or rumored, not rumored, but like it's been mentioned that Vegas or Dallas possibly, but then, but they still would have to move somebody as well. So I don't know. Like, I, I honestly don't know out of those teams. Cause those are part, they're part of the top eight in the, in the league right now who he would approve to be traded to well, because his top picks with Toronto and the New York Rangers are off the, off the list and Carolina. I, I just, I don't, know. I don't know if that's possible. Um, fuck. Um, but just... what I, what I'm getting at is a couple things. If that happens, if somehow Kane gets offloaded, there's the answer to your tinfoil hat conspiracy schwammy of how does Chicago uh-huh. get to the bottom. Right. Does and, I mean, they could also shut him down for the rest of the year, too. Sure. I mean, I it, but I, I doubt he would want to be because that's a different scenario. And I mean, that's more of a – Taves got shut down because of his health issues, and I hope he gets better in the future. But anyway, 
continue your point. Um, fucking Kane has been really, uh, from all, what I've seen on the Twitters, which is fact and, you know, yes, it's, it's all it's all facts on weight Twitter. and gold. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> it's it seems like Kane has been very accommodating and professional. Um and uh grateful to the city of chicago and the organization while going through this am i or aren't i gonna gonna be traded debate um i hope they do right by him and i think they will i think they'll trade him to a contender who i mean does he go does he go to new york the rangers Mm -hmm. i don't know if they have room i don't think they do but they haven't paid cop caco capo capo whatever i think they've paid him but they're not paying him much um i think they laugh on the air yeah let let me throw this tinfoil hat conspiracy at you and i don't know you guys would have to tell me based off of the the budget and the cap and all this stuff Washington Capitals have an extremely limited window of when yeah. they, and if you're picking up Kane for maybe a run for the rest of the playoffs and maybe one more year if even that is there any possibility Washington gets into that because they're I mean they're they're out of it right now but they're not too far back I mean, they. Yeah, they're they're battling for a final like wild card spot. I mean, it, if they could pull the trigger and somehow get Kane into that old decrepit Capitals <sighs> roster and try to make one yeah. final run with the old guys, man, I, that seems to make sense for me. I, I I think so, but at the same time. If you're out of that wild card spot, do you want to give up some of your future for a one or two year run? And I know Ovechkin only has maybe two years left in him, and same with Backstrom and you know who else is on that team. But and yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know if you want to. I don't know. Like I don't think Kane would be playing on a line with uh, Ovi though. They're both left-handed shots on the power play. I don't see how it works. I don't know. Um, Cause I'm sure that would be the thinking behind it, but they're, yeah, they're not same handed shot. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a very interesting, you know, point in the next couple weeks and up until the deadline to see when and where, or if Kane gets moved off of that roster. Like I, I just, the, the two biggest options or best options for him are, are gone. And I don't know if he really has much else or any other desire to go anywhere else. I mean, maybe L.A. I don't know. Buffalo? I don't think they have that big of a, a, a good of a chance to win a cup. I I mean, He's from if Buffalo. he really wants to. Yeah, I, you know, and I mentioned that to someone the other day. A guy who, a, a, a guy, uh, Scotty Thomas. You know Scott, you know Thomas. Yeah. Uh, and I said, well, what do you think about Kane going to Buffalo? And he goes, no, absolutely not. Like He's like, I love the team that they have now. He's like, I don't want to try to give up the future for a quick, you know, cup. 
you just never know. It may never work out. And I, cause I mentioned that's, cause that's where he's from. Kane, that is, is from Buffalo, but I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that fits into his, their plans. I, I just, I feel like it would be an interesting move, but I just don't know if Buffalo wants to make that move. Honestly, their, their core is so fucking good. Like it, I'm yeah. watching them right now get destroyed by Buffalo. Um, <laughs> Or Toronto, sorry. Um, yeah. But, oh shit, it's for nothing. Yeah, um, but still, they they're quick. Tage Thompson is just fucking blossoming into a beautiful human being. Um, I don't know the guy. Yes. He's just fucking scoring a lot of goals and shit. Um, well, that and he's 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 like he's extremely tall, and, and to be that big and to be that skillful with that body, you know, body type, it's almost like an uh, like Mario Lemieux. In a way. Yeah. Yes. Just like six, six and dangle. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous. And he, like, he has a great shot. So and he, he's big, strong, great hands. I think it's, I think his skating gets better every year. Oh, and for sure. This yeah, year he's popping, I just like, yeah, this year. He... I remember, I remember he scored a hat trick against the abs. I, I think the abs won that game. I hope if I remember correctly, but still like, I was just like, there's no stopping that guy at times. Like he is, he can take over games. Oh my it's, god, it's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, he. Uh, I think I was watching that game with you. Like, yes, he can take over a game for sure. Um, he is, he's a game breaker. Um, but the thing is, like Buffalo also plays like heavy at times, so they're not afraid to be, you know, the team that hits you first, and they, but they also have skill to go along with it. So I think they have a good future ahead. I just don't think they want to, you know, give up some of that future for a rental such as Kane. Yeah, I I don't know. I hope he goes somewhere good, but I, I don't know. Nowhere in the metro. Maybe maybe he could join in with the Thunder here in the coming ECHL playoffs. I'm sure he's a uh, he's looking towards that. Um Yeah. I heard che- you know cheap cheaper market, decent housing for the price, so why not? Um yeah, you know, it's a uh, I it was on um a couple different websites that Wichita, Kansas is the best city for singles. Thanks, Puck Daddy. Yeah, that's I, I got everything for you. <laughs> I, I, was, I was interviewed. For but no, I, I I I just don't know where he's going to end up now after his top two, you know, destinations were you know made moves without him. So anyway, but yeah, we can wrap up the hockey talk with that. So it, it it's going to be very interesting in the next couple of weeks to see what what moves, if any, that the, the Blackhawks make and. To, in order to tank for Bedard. Um, Speaking of which, he just got his 100th point in his 40th game this year. He sucks. Um, yeah, he's bad. <laughs> um, before we um, trail off into um, whatever, whatever it is we are going to do, um, I have to tell you about my Valentine's Day dinner. Ooh. Yes, um, which is another reason why we didn't have a podcast last week, Askasters. No, that was not to give TJ not to give TJ shit. Just just kind of letting people know we had a hang, uh, Super Bowl hangover slash Valentine's Day week last week. Yeah, and then I my neck was I was yeah my neck was fucking awful. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 whatever. Um, <laughs> but um, so yeah, we went to it was called Duets for my Valentine, and I'm thinking okay restaurant. No, it was at the it was at the dinner theater. Dinner oh. dinner theater. Dinner 
Dinner, remember, dinner remember, theater. Remember I'm a single guy. You're going to have to explain these fancy venues to me. Dinner. So it's a theater that you can have dinner in. It's a dinner theater. <laughs> I've been. One more time. I, it's a dinner theater I've been to before, and they serve really good dinner. Yes, this is true. I've been there before, and they do serve good dinner. Isn't their dinner so can... great, Shaway? Their dinner is usually spot on because it's catered. So, okay. So, having yeah. said that, we get there. It's not as crowded as, like, I was thinking. Um, right. So, I was like, okay. And then I was like, where's the food at? And I never saw any. And then the lady was like, yeah, you can order. You can you can order on the app. I was like, okay. We ordered there was like a pizza and it looked like it was it was advertised as much fancier than was going on. So I ordered Well, can I ask you also what was what else was on that menu just to see what your options were? Like hummus, they had like Bavarian pretzels. Okay. It was a shitty menu like Were you, you at a tell. bar? It was fucking bar food. <laughs> okay. It was fucking bar he food. Was, he was he was at the stop. <laughs> no, the stop has better food. Um no, this was just straight up a Tony's fucking pizza from Walmart. Like, thrown oh my in God. the oven. Like, I had to shit so fucking hard the next day. And I know it was because of the Tony's pizza. They charged a ridiculous amount of for the Tony's pizza. But that's mm. besides the point. I, I Like, it was a dinner theater. They failed right. on one part of it. Like, they failed the dinner. I don't think... Tony's pizza is an acceptable dinner, not even in poverty times. This is why I don't date. So, <laughs> there was the theater part. Okay. It was called okay. Duets for My Valentine. Uh-huh. Did anybody oh, do a no. duet? No one fucking sang a duet. It was interpretive dance oh. duets. What the fuck? Interpretive dance duets by, and I'm sorry, like they were trying really hard. There was one girl that was extremely talented, but it was very, like, it was not good. It was not good. No one, like, there was one lady who sang and she had fucking soul and she had a, like, a fucking great voice. She was good. She was like the fourth or fifth number. Everything else was shit. There were multiple times when people, grown adults, were fucking giving each other piggyback rides across the goddamn stage. Sounds like (laughs) fucking piggyback rides. Sounds like Schwammy's New Year's. Oh man, that was a good time. So fucking Javier and I are there. There. She, we, we both smoked before we went, and she had a gigantic cocktail to, and she, by the oh, way, ooh, I'm glad you said tail after that. I was worried for a second. Good gracious. Got cheated on on Valentine's <laughs> Day. How bad is that? <laughs> yeah. Um, rough sledding. But anyway, <laughs> so she was fucking laughing, like, like audibly laughing and we know there were parents of the performers and families by us but i'm sorry it was bad it was the it was the worst date it was not Mm -hmm. worse than the toilets getting emptied date but it was it was up there like i'm glad javier was there and it was cool like she's great that was fun and then we got some like freddy's afterwards 
It, well, if she's laughing during this whole show, I know that I would be making some fucking comments during that thing. And oh, she, I, she goes, I wish Shawway and Andy were here. I would have been kicked out immediately. It was yeah. so fucking awful. I apologize. We would we would order Domino's or Marco's pizza. I would have ordered Bob Barker. Oh yeah, some Pluto TV. <laughs> some Pluto TV and a DiGiorno would have been fucking a monumental upgrade. Um, but all that, right, Andy, we're gonna have you play Plinko. <laughs> now put the ball, Andrew. Um, <laughs> get your supple wrist on that club <laughs> oh you're wearing heeled shoes what are you trying to oh, go that, bobby that that's not gonna help you get a hole in one <laughs> andy knows it will help you get a hole in one andy how was your uh week off from the podcast <laughs> how did you spend your multiple days how was top golf uh top golf was pretty fun uh, expensive. Unfortunately, we didn't have the uh, pleasure of seeing someone's three-year-old child run out and be able to aim for them. That was a real shame. I was really hoping for that. Yeah, and- we were hoping there's going to be some live uh, targets going to be in the middle of that um, driving range. And, and, and then unfortunately, as bad as I was getting my ass kicked on the scorecards, I probably would have had to ding a three-year-old in the back of his head in order to win on the points. So, um, right. That was pretty tragic but i mean it was fun I, I i cannot wait to go back there again uh the the other breaking news since our last podcast is i've got a ps5 in my possession oh now. yeah yeah so uh the background on that and i'll be quick because i know we got to wrap up but i just uh was perusing some article on the interphones and uh it's <laughs> Atari 50th anniversary game and i said oh great i can't wait to get that for the ps4 that i've got And then I looked it up, and it said, this game is not available for the PS4. You need to get it for the PS5. To which I said, whatever needs to be done, we will do it. (laughs) And and we acquired ourselves a uh, a PS5. So now I've got the PS5. I bought another game called Elden Ring, which your your buddy uh, Rebecca on Twitter, uh, I know is a huge fan of, because she tweets about it all the time. Shout Mm. out to Revy B. So um, that game, I'm I'm still trying to learn my way through. Apparently, it's like the longest, most in-depth game that's going to take me like 18 years to beat, and it will never happen, but I'll try anyway for at least a couple times. I've got the, the most recent Call of Duties on my PS5. And I'm getting ready to download the newest 2002, uh, 2023 PGA, which has Tiger Woods. So, and that newest, yeah. that newest PGA game is only costing $130. Oh my God. So, we're hanging out at your place this weekend, Fuck, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. baby. Good. Damn. So, that's all I really got to ask, Casters. Nice. Way, uh, how did you spend your week abroad? Well, what did you? I mean, I had a, I had a couple hot games at work, but other than that, I mean, just kind of living off the high of the the Chiefs Super Bowl victory last week, and you know, it was it was a fun week, just kind of reminiscing about the season, watching some videos, you know, like behind the scenes stuff was fun, but uh, also going to Top Golf with Andy and uh, Carlos, who's obviously not here today, but Same. it was a, it was a good time at, at Top Golf. You know, they they did it right. Um, it's a it's a little bit different than most top golfs. It doesn't have those regular pits out in the the driving range, but it's still a lot of fun. A lot and it's interactive. 
the staff there were great. Like the, I forget the guy's name that took care of us, but he was he was quick with all of our food and drinks Sputs. and service. He he was great and I forgot we were celebrating quote unquote Andy's birthday. Yeah, that that, that chocolate cake that you love so much. Yeah, I, I've always seen Andy just devour chocolate cake. Uh, Look delicious. <laughs> I, was, I was thrilled when that came to the table. Who wanted the cake? Yeah. Well, it was it was more. Well, I think what Andy they asked you what occasion it was, and you just said it was for a birthday well, or something. When I when I booked the reservation, I was drunk, so. Uh, once once we exceeded like seven people in the party, they start asking us what the occasion was for, and yeah, I think it was like uh, wedding, bar mitzvah, oh, birth, birthday, circumcision. All, I mean, all these different things that are life events, and I was like, uh, vasectomy. Uh, yeah, vasectomy. I was like, I'll, I'll take. The, well, you can't get two vasectomies, but. Um, step, 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 step. I, I think I landed on <laughs> I landed on birthday, and then I got a little worried when we got there, Schwammy. I don't know if you noticed, but in a couple of pods over, there must have been another birthday party, and then those those people from Top Golf came out with their the uh, like the hello happy birthday Spencer letters. Did you see that? I remember that. Yeah, I remember seeing that a couple times. Spencer. There. Yeah, they were like they were like, all right, now it's time to sing happy birthday to Spencer. And then like you had like eight, I don't know how many letters are in Spencer, but you had eight people holding up the letters of Spencer's name. And I was like, I told I told that guy that was grabbing us the drinks, I said, do not do that. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. Do not do Spencer over here. So uh, luckily we avoided that. Do but, him in the bathroom like a dignified adult. Uh, but they, uh, but they, yeah, they still snuck in and gave us some chocolate cake and some ice cream, and we—I yeah. mean, it was unavoidable. But we, we and we got to hang out with Jake the Coral Snake that we mentioned in a previous podcast, and his new girlfriend and his kids. So that was yeah. a, it was a fun little evening. We did Jake the Coral Snake. Yeah, that was a good episode. Has a yeah, it was. Um, goodness gracious! But anyway, no, it was it was it was a good weekend, you know, and uh, you know it's going to be a nice little week this week with the weather turning nice, and it's going to be you know a nice relaxing week that I may have to come back from Hutch to come play some uh, some video games with you guys on Friday. We'll see. Please do hell yeah! Because when it's great weather outside and spring is blooming, remember I'll be inside in the air conditioning playing Call of Duty where it's dark and gloomy. With your jeans and your pullover on. Damn right, baby. Quarter <laughs> for days. I've gone to my lighter black pullover. It was about 60 degrees today, so I, I made sure I got rid of the Forever Lawn pullover and I got rid of the uh, uh, lumberjack one that sometimes I wear when it's really cold. Mm. So I'm back to the, I'm uh, in the words of ACDC, I am back in black today. boy. TJ. Bad. Hey, what's up? Final thoughts. <laughs> um, um, Schwammy, final thoughts. <laughs> Great job on getting Drizzle on the yeah, podcast. Good job, our, Andy. our first official, first official uh, interview, and it was a damn good one. And, Thank you, Drizzle. You know, I don't know if a lot of our people, you know, our listeners know Drizzle, but you know, obviously, I, I feel like a, a decent amount of people know who he is from. You know, like you said, Jim Rowe, maybe our local sports uh, shows that he has called into but uh, you know just a great get and gosh what he was he was great like he just gave a lot of insight to him you know his his self and it was it was really interesting to hear and it's something you don't hear when he calls into his those shows so we good gotta, job Andy. we gotta reach out and have him on again that was good 
I good, think so. Good job, Andrew. Again, it took a whole bunch of effort. It was <laughs> literally one tweet. <laughs> well, um, Andy, final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts for me is that as I was perusing Hulu, they have multiple outlets now where you can watch some of the old original Unsolved Mysteries now. Ooh! So... Netflix had done a revamped version of Unsolved right. Mysteries, which is amazing, obviously without uh, R.I.P. Robert Stack. But as I was doing a little bit of searching into seeing if they had updated uh, Unsolved Mysteries anywhere else, it is on Hulu, um, and it is also on Tubi TV. So mm. um, when I got a little too drunk to hold a AK-47 in Call of Duty, I rolled over. And I had the dulcet tones of Robert Stack talk about crimes from the mid '80s. Um, huh. God, it was amazing. Um, I can't wait. I need to check that out. Again, it's on Hulu and on Tubi. Nice. Uh, I I think we heard from Robert Stack earlier. He uh, isn't he going to introduce this podcast at some point? Yeah, Hello, he, he I'm always Robert Stack, he always and you are listening to the Askcasters Ask podcast. There he is, man. Hey, there Rob. He is. Yeah. So we've Rob? teased this. Yeah, oh, boy, don't play the whole thing. Okay. So anyway, that's all I got, TJ. Um, I, I was glad I missed you guys. It was a long week of um, being with Lore Tabs, but uh, I, I missed you guys, <laughs> and uh, I'm that's glad. It. I wish I knew a girl named Laura Tabs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking lore tabs out on a date. Shawweezy got anything? Nope. Go Chiefs. Go Patrick Mahomes. Askcasters. Sorry to cut you off, shall we? You're good. Askcasters, we are out. See ya. Thanks, Drizzle.